guys, so what, what I'd like to do today, I'm going to mute you all if you don't mind. Um, what, um, what I'd like to do today is actually um, a little bit different from what we've done because last week I, I didn't feel that I'd completely finished what I wanted to do. And um, what I really wanted to look at is, uh, is on this idea, uh, that a person who, lo who loves money never gets enough. There's an amazing Baal Shem Tov. And I wanted to learn that Baal Shem Tov with you because I think it's, um, I think it's beautiful. And I think it, 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 it gives us a lot of perspective. So there's a Baal Shem Tov where the Baal Shem Tov speaks um, about in the, in the Shabbos davening. If anybody's got a, um, a sitter with them, you might want to have a look at it. So it says in Shabbos davening, we say, Yismachu b'malchutcha, let us be um, uh, happy b'malchutcha in Hashem's, uh, in your Hashem's uh, kingship, Shomrei Shabbos, those who keep Shabbos, v'korei onik, and those who call Shabbos onik, kulam yisba'u v'yitangumi tuvecha. Um, all of them will yisbu, yisbu means to get satisfied, satiated, ve'yit angu, and um, will get enjoyment, mitzvecha, from your goodness. So um, the, the Baal Shem Tov uses this as a platform to discuss a number of things. And the main thing that he uses as a platform to discuss is, 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 a, is a hashkofa around what Shabbos is. And I thought that that would be something we could just discuss um, it could take us quite a while, um, and I'm not sure if we're going to do anything else. And I hope you don't mind. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful Baal Shem Tov, and it gives so, so many um, uh, important inyanim on Shabbos itself. Okay, so he says the following. He says, Vakasha, I'm going, if you don't mind, I'm going to read it and translate it, because I want to make sure that we don't miss anything. So he says, Vakasha. Hello, Be'iskei Olam He says, you know... In this world, in the things that we do in this world, hatanut enjoyment comes before we get satisfied. If you remember, it said there, kulam Everybody will will get uh, satisfied, and then they will enjoy your goodness. So it says the Baal Shem Tov, in the world that we live in, it's the opposite. We always first get the, the enjoyment, and then we get the satisfaction. <clears throat> so therefore, he doesn't understand why it is, well, he wants to understand, he does understand, he asked the question, he wants to understand why it is that when Chazal put this in our davening, so we daven this in our Musaf, every single Musaf of every Shabbos, we say this thing, Yismachu b'malchutcha, you know, Yismachu b'malchutcha, all of that, the people sing it in different ways. This is like the, the, the key of Shabbos davening. Now, anybody who davens... Um, any other Nusach Basad, Nusach Ashkenaz, if you, anybody davens Nusach Sfarad or Nusach uh, Ari, or if you Sfardi, then you say this in every single time you daven. We only say it in our Musa for whatever reason. But says the Baal Shem Tov, it's so important because we need to understand the reason why our sages switched it round and they said first you get satisfied and then you get enjoyment. He says because the following. He says, in this world that we live in, there is enjoyment without satisfaction. That you can sometimes get so much enjoyment out of something, but you never get total satisfaction. Sphere, sphere is the word that we use to describe 
where you eat a certain amount and you feel totally satisfied and then you would you'd bench. Vachalta vasavata. It's the same word. Vachalta vasavata and then uveirachta. So it's a sense of of satiation that I, I'm, 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 I'm done with that which I got, I got uh, the enjoyment of. He says, but in the, in the world in which we live in, you can get so much uh, pleasure from something and still not get satisfied. He says, and there is also uh, in this world that we live in where you can get satisfied and after the satisfaction, you don't get any tano, you don't get any more enjoyment. That's the law of diminishing returns. Um, you know, you can have, um, it's even uh, lockdown is a law of diminishing returns. Like, you know, when you go out to the shops, as you leave your house, you think, oh, I'm free. But then as you enter into kosher world and you see everybody there with their masks on um, and other things that happen, then you say, oh, maybe I don't get as much enjoyment from this freedom as I thought I would get when I left the house. That's the law of diminishing returns, right? So the idea is that, that you can get a lot, you can get satisfaction, but there's a point in the satisfaction that you no longer get any enjoyment from it. Um, why? He says, because, but Indian kibbutz mamon vahon rav yesh says, because when a person starts uh, um, gathering lots of, lots of wealth, lots of money, there's always enjoyment. And the wealthier a person gets, the more they get enjoyment out of it. But a person whose focus is on, on uh, creating wealth, doesn't get any satiation from the, 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 the money that they're constantly able to accumulate. I, was just, I saw um, on Facebook the other day, um, the top billionaires. And so there's like hundreds and hundreds of billions that these people have. And uh, one guy who only has $4 billion, um, he's given $1 billion to charity um, as part of uh, his, his fight against corona and assisting one, but it's, that's 25% of his wealth. The next person, which is quite amazing, okay, the next person closest to him has given, um, I think, 7% of their wealth, and they are worth, so he's worth $4 billion, they are worth $35 billion. Now, can you imagine being worth so much money? Can you hear me, guys? Oh, gosh, we cut out there. Sorry, I think we cut out there, did we? Did we? Okay, so, so I was telling you, so he had this guy's given 25% of his, of his wealth. This other guy has given uh, 7% of his wealth. He's worth 35 billion. What do you do with the other 23% of your wealth if you're worth 35 billion dollars? Right? Whereas the guy who goes forward, so it's an amazing thing that people accumulate so much wealth and so much wealth, but they can never get enough. And since they can never get enough, they can never get satisfied. And that's where our password comes in. Or have Kesef Lo by Kesef. A person who really wants, wants wealth will never get satisfied from the wealth. Omnam, he says, however, says, when you eat um, nice things, when you eat uh, sweets, chocolates, all the other liquor things that we like to eat, um, Laurie, for the nutritionalist, sorry about that. Um, when you eat those things, yes, there is a certain level of um, satisfaction. But after you eat it and after you get satisfied, you don't get any more enjoyment, as we said. But, says the Baal Shem Tov, that they're not the same for spiritual pursuits. And we turn, he says, When you're learning Torah, it's not the same. 
And he says, let me explain to you with, with, a, with a parable. His parable is the following. A person who's not such a big Tamil Chochem. Okay? He's not such a big Tamil Chochem. And uh, he's asked to explain a certain very difficult concept in Torah. So, um, initially, it's very difficult. It's like, you know, you've got to investigate it, you've got to understand it, you've got to go into it. And it's not only in the learning of Torah, it's any spiritual pursuit, any time we decide to make change in ourselves, right? Marnie, you were talking about how much you've changed and how much um, uh, Corona has changed you. you. You opened it, okay? You opened it, not me, right? So, in that pursuit, of, in your new spiritual pursuit, Right? The initial part is always difficult. It's always going to be hard to make change. It's change in personality, in personality trait, in midot, in, in taking on new things. All of those things are very, very difficult. But the more you, you work on it, and eventually, even though it's quite difficult, at the end, when you achieve that goal that you want to achieve, there's an incredible sense of tanuk, of enjoyment. Right? But if you would say today, that, um, you know, I'm going to now, um, I'm going to eat a piece of kosher meat. That's what I'm going to do. Right? So, like, uh, there's no, although you're going to have a bit of enjoyment out of the meat, you're going to have enjoyment out of the fact that you're eating kosher because, you know, that's what we do. There's no, there's no um, special feeling of it. So, even in spiritual pursuits, the fact is that the more, the more we, we put our effort into things, the more we will find a sense of sphere, of satiation, and it's at that point of satiation, either the point of achievement of the spiritual pursuit, that actually is when we get our time, when we get our enjoyment. It's not the other way around. We don't get enjoyment and then get the, get the, the satisfied. We get satisfied, and it's in that satisfaction that we get the enjoyment. So says the Baal Shem Tov, you have to understand that Shabbos, which is what we're coming into. He's God tonight. Shabbos is not given to us for only physical enjoyment. Because remember it said, Everybody will get satisfied and will enjoy Hashem's goodness. He said, you know what? You know what Shabbos is for? Shabbos is not only for the, for the physical enjoyment of Shabbos food, but it's also to learn Torah and to daven. As uh, the Ramah says, it says that there's a verse from Yeshayahu, and the verse from Yeshayahu says, Bakarata le Shabbos Oneg, that you call Shabbat Oneg. Oneg is, a, is the enjoyment. Shelo Amar, you shouldn't say that uh, the Achille, the, the eating and the drinking is, is, the, is the Oneg, is the enjoyment of Shabbos, because if that's the case, and here he asks an unbelievable question. If you're going to say that the eating and the drinking and the Shabbos meals and, the, and that experience of a beautifully laid Shabbos table is the oneg of Shabbos only, then he says, then how can it be? What do we do with a poor person? Because a poor person, the halacha is, that a poor person should rather, the way the Gemara presents it, say Shabbat chachol, rather make your Shabbos into something which is vochadik, which is not as, as Shabbistic as we'd like it to be, rather than asking for people to assist you in your Shabbos meal. So if you, if you have a, uh, if you don't have, thank God we've got what we need, but if, you, if when a person didn't have the, um, the, the, the money to buy um, nice wine and chalas, whatever, then you could just eat a normal meal on Shabbos. But if that's the case, 
then where's the Tanuk, says the Baal Shem Tov? Where's the enjoyment of, um, of Shabbos? Now, it's fascinating that he does this because we know that the Baal Shem Tov's um, initial um, uh, Talmidim were poor. So he now has to show them that Shabbos is not just about enjoying the Shabbos food and the Shabbos environment, but it's something else. So what is that? He says, Ha'oneg hu ikar me'etzem kudushat ha-Shabbat. The oneg of Shabbos is actually from Shabbos itself. Dahabayit shener Shabbat doleikbo. And where, where do you get that oneg? Where do you get that enjoyment of Shabbos? You get that from your Shabbos candles. The Shabbos candle is the thing. When you light that Shabbos candle tonight, guys, what you're doing is you're not just lighting Shabbos candles. What you're really doing is you're bringing into your home the essence of what Shabbos is. And not only that, he says, you know, even if, even Shabbos day, the light of Shabbos day is the essence of Shabbos. Why? Because that is a remez, he says, to the, um, a remez means a hint. The light, the lighting of our Shabbos candles is the bringing in of the light of Bereshit, of the original light that our Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world with. It's a light which is Kodesh Kodashim. It is the most holy light that you can possibly imagine. Now, we don't like understand that often. When you, we know you light candles, it may be in a bit of a rush. It's like, oh, no, no, no. But we under, if we understand that what we're bringing into our homes is the Kodesh Kodashim, the feeling of the holy of holies in the Beit HaMikdash in our homes when we light Shabbos candles. And once we understand that, then we can understand why Shabbos candles are so important. Shabbos candles, it says, because of Shalom, Right? That the reason why we do it is we can bring Shalom Bayit into our homes. What is Shalom Bayit into our homes? Why is Shalom Bayit so important? We know that our Kaddish Baruch whose name is Shalom. What we're really bringing into our home is the presence of the Shekhinah, is Hashem's presence. And if we can bring Hashem's presence into our homes, then our homes become the Kaddish Kedoshim. Our homes become this Holy of Holies that it's supposed to be. And then he says, you know, you must understand, that we've also shut the, 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 the reason why it's so important to understand that is we've got this concept called Tuchum Shabbos. That on Shabbos we don't have it because we're in built up areas. That you have a certain area, it's 2,000 amot outside of the built up area that you're, not, you're allowed to walk up to. And beyond that you don't have that. So it's, it's limited. It's limited. You know why it's limited, he says? Because the, the, the Or HaKodesh, the light of holiness of Shabbos, is specifically focused on you and on your space. It's not focused, it's not a it's not a shotgun approach. It's very specific. And the more the more kavana, the more intention we have when we light our Shabbos candles to make our homes into the Kodesh Kadoshim, so too will be the brightness of the light that shines into our homes. I think that's that's uh that's a beautiful idea. And I do believe we could stop there. However, however, he carries on. And I want to tell you this is beautiful. I hope you're enjoying this because I'm loving this. Okay. So he says here, this is Vagam Soda Neshama Yatera. He says, you know, this, this is also the secret to the Neshama Yatera. And the Neshama Yatera is this extra Neshama. The Gemara tells us that on the Shabbos we get this extra Neshama. Whatever the extra Neshama is, <coughs> it's hard to understand. Let's see what the Baal Shem Tov says. The Baal Shem Tov says that in the, in the Siddur of the Ari, it says the following. If you remember, on Shabbos morning, I don't know how many of you dive in Shachrit on Shabbos morning, and that's not a judgment, it's just a statement. Okay, I'm not uh, thinking, I mean, obviously morning is now in the new world, but um, 
the Baruch Hashem. It says, Yismach Moshe B'Matnat Chelko. Yismach Moshe B'Matnat Chelko means that Moshe Rabbeinu was happy B'Matnat Chelko. That he was happy with his, um, with uh, the present that he was given of, of, his, uh, of his portion. And says, uh, says the Baal Shem Tov, what is the portion that, it was, that he was given? See, the portion was that there is a specific gift that we are given on Shabbos, which enables us to engage with that specific light of Shabbos. And what's that gift? And that gift is called the Neshama Yatera. Because through the Neshama Yatera, we are able to, um, to revisit what it was like at Matan Torah. Moshe was so happy because he got the Neshama Yatera, and the Neshama Yatera enabled him to go back to that most unbelievable process that happened at, uh, at, um, at Har Sinai. What happened at Har Sinai is that we got something. Or every single one of us, every single Neshama got two crowns. The crown of Naseh and the crown of Nishma. The crown, the crown of we will do and we will listen. Right? Each one of those is a specific crown. What it means is that the Neshama Yatera gives us this, um, <coughs> this uh, clarity of understanding that uh, we, are, we can be so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu if we utilize Shabbos properly. And he says, and that's really why um, the poor person is able to engage with Shabbat as well. Because at the end of the day, the Tanug, the enjoyment of Shabbos, is in the learning of Torah, the Tefillah, the Kedusha, the sanctity of Shabbos, um, in the way in which we engage with Shabbos, in the way the fact that we are, we, we are open, we're not busy with all running around like lunatics, getting, making sure that our children are on this Zoom and that Zoom, and you name it, it's a whole different world that we're in, right? All of a sudden, Shabbos, everything cuts down. You know, what, what's most striking for me about Shabbos is um, during the week, so from Sunday to Friday, um, there's one Ramon refrain in the house, and that is, can we watch? Right? Can we watch? Can we watch? Can we watch? Can we watch? Right? Come Shabbos, no one even like, thinks about it. None of the kids even ask, can we watch? Because the, the um, <coughs> environment of Shabbos is such that there's no need for that. There's no, it, it's already filled. And I think that's what the Baal Shem Tov is telling us. That at the end of the day, the, um, the, 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 the depth of Shabbos is really in total contrast with that pasuk from from Kohelet. The pasuk from Kohelet told us, "Oh, have kesef lo yispa kesef," that a person who loves money will ne- get a, never get enough of, of of that. But we've said that a person who engages in the in the ruchniyut approach, in a in a spiritual quest for understanding Shabbat, for understanding Torah, for understanding mitzvot, all of those things, not lo yispa. It's not that they'll never be satiated, but even at that point of satiation. Right? There will be unbelievable oneg, there will be unbelievable enjoyment. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, it's, it's very deep and I think there's a lot more that we could um, <coughs> investigate into it. But it's, uh, it, it gives enormous amount of reflection. The fact that we understand that Shabbos is not about the Shabbos table. Shabbos is about the fact that the Shabbos table is representative of the fact that we have a clarity in understanding that the table we are sitting at is not our normal table. It's the table of the Kodesh Kodashim. And if it's the table of the Kodesh Kodashim, so it deserves to have the best things on it. 
If we understand that when we light our Shabbos candles, we're bringing in the light that was that was hidden for the um, for the for uh, initially at creation, which means it's a light that we can reconnect with our Kodesh Baruch in such a profound way, and that's what real Shalom Bayit is: is to be able to see the the the, the image of our Kodesh Baruch in each one of us. We get so caught up by this by our stuff that we lose our essence. And I think Shabbos is about that. And so much so, and you can tell your husbands this if they don't do this already, the halacha, the, 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 the Shulchan Aruch says that when a person makes Kiddush, um, unless ladies, you make Kiddush, I mean, that's also fine. But if a person makes Kiddush, then what they should do when they say, Borei Priagafen, they should look at the Shabbos candles. And the Gemara says the reason why you should look at the Shabbos candles is because it gives you back, a, um, uh, gives you back your sight. What does that mean? It gives you back your sight. Uh, the um, Nick, have you got your hand up? Oh. Um, it doesn't mean it gives you back your sight. What it means is that um, uh, the, the Gemara says that as a, when a person runs around the uh, runs around during the week, you lo- we lose the sixtieth of our sight. Uh, and, and on Shabbos, when we look at the candles, we we, we get a refuah to that sight. And I think the refuah is the, the the healing is the fact that we're able to see things um, without the noise of the week. And we do that. We express that by the looking into the into the um, into the into the candles when we make when we make uh, when we make kiddush. So the candles, therefore, the experience of the light of the candles becomes shared both with the, the wife who lights them and the husband who looks at them at the time of kiddush. That the experience of that shabbos and that shalom is experienced by both. So let's stop there, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Have a beautiful, beautiful shabbos. And please, God, next week, we'll continue with the next Pasuk in uh, Kohelet. God bless, guys. Thank you. That was stunning, Rabbi. Good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Amazing. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Good Shabbos, guys. Good Shabbos. Thank you. Good Shabbos, everyone. Shabbos. Good Shabbos, everyone. Thank you. Good Shabbos.